Hey girl, hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Beautifully Built Inside and Out podcast. This is your host, Melissa Impet. So I apologize in advance because it is a beautiful Sunday here in Boston and the neighborhood I am currently living in likes to turn up. So you... You might hear a little bit of reggae tone in the background of this episode, and I apologize for that, but I just love getting on and recording podcasts when I'm like in the mood, in the zone. I have so much on my heart, so that's where I'm at right now, so we're just going to ignore the reggae tone that's being blasted downstairs, and we're just going to go with the flow. So I apologize if it sounds a little funky today, but what's going on, everybody? How's everyone doing today? I hope everyone is having an amazing week. I have a pretty fun episode planned today. I took some time and compiled a ton of questions that I've gotten over the years relating to weightlifting, fitness, nutrition, mindset, some personal questions that people have asked me. So I figured why not compile them and do like a little question and answer podcast episode. So this is going to be all kinds of different questions, but I think that some of the information will be really helpful for a lot of you. And I'm just really excited because I I want to touch base a little bit more on my heart and my mission with the Beautifully Built Inside and Out podcast. So I'm going to start off with that question. I've had a few people ask me, what does Beautifully Built Inside and Out actually mean? So I figured that the best way to actually answer that question was to just be super transparent with you and go through my thought process when I was actually creating the layout of the podcast. So a lot of creative entrepreneurs, they always suggest that you design your ideal client, like literally use your imagination and describe who your ideal client is. What's her name? How old is she? You know, where is she from? What does she do for a job? (laughs) So that's pretty much what I did to come up with like this idea for the Beautifully Built Inside and Out podcast. So when I was designing my ideal client, I was really thinking about a woman like me when I first started getting into health and fitness, right? I didn't know anything about how important my mindset was. I didn't know anything about weightlifting or nutrition. All I knew was that I had this drive to make a serious transformation in my life. So my ideal listener is really that, a woman guys too. I love you guys, but I'm mainly talking to the women who are just getting started on their weightlifting journey. Women who really don't know much about personal development, but they do know that they want to make that transformation in their life. They really want to build their bodies and their minds so that they can become more confident versions of themselves. It's my intention to really speak to the ladies who want to improve their relationship with themselves. Because when they improve their relationship with themselves, they're only going to show up so much better for everybody else in their lives. I feel like I was just so stuck at one point in my life. So I want to help you guys, my amazing listeners, get unstuck so you can actually really see the best results in the gym, in the mirror, and build your bodies and your brains so that you wholeheartedly feel beautifully built inside and out because you know that you put in the work to get to where you want to be. That's the idea behind Beautifully Built, taking the bodies that we were blessed with and building them into the bodies that we've dreamed of through weightlifting, fitness, and that little attitude adjustment. I'm going to remind you more than anybody that it takes work. 
Like seriously, a lot of hard freaking work. But I really want to come here to make the work a little bit more enjoyable and maybe a little bit more exciting. Firing you up to make the changes that you deserve for yourself. I always, always, always tell myself that I put myself through hell growing up. I was so nasty to myself and I treated myself so poorly with my relationship with food and not to mention how I spoke to myself. I just, I talked down on myself over and over and over again. So finally, I made the decision that it was time to really treat myself like the queen that I know I deserve to be treated. So I'm here to help you do the same. I really want to lock arms with you and do it together. I love this quote, teamwork makes the dream work because it is so true. You all are helping me just as much as I'm helping you. You keep the passion and the fire within my heart. So I promise you that if you keep showing up for me, I'm going to keep showing up for you. So I hope that just like kind of, I don't know, clarifies my mission behind Beautifully Built Inside and Out. And I hope it just kind of fires you up for what's to come because this is going to be an exciting journey and I can't wait to just keep introducing new people that are going to motivate and inspire you. And I can't wait to just keep pouring my heart out too because whenever I have something on my heart, I'm going to come on here, record it and post it so that it can be shared with all of you. All right, so now let me move into some of the questions that I have been asked over time. And it's kind of fun to think back because there's been a lot of really good questions that I'm excited to answer right now. Uh, So the first one that I really want to go into is one that I'm probably asked most frequently. A lot of people will hit me up on Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook and they'll ask me, how do I stay motivated? And that is just such an interesting question for me because the first thing that comes to mind is I don't. (laughs) I don't always stay motivated. Like it takes a lot of work to actually remain in a motivated state, right? Nobody can actually motivate you. People can inspire you, but motivation comes from within. And it's something that you really always need to be building upon. So for me, in order to stay motivated, I have to put in work every single day. I do something to fuel my mind every single day of the week. And it's it's not something that just you know, I make the time for it. I don't have the time for it all the time. I make the time for it. It's just like um, it's just like getting into fitness. Like it's a practice. It's something that you really need to schedule into your life in order to make sure that you're always doing it. Um, so like what I mean by fueling my mind is like this idea of personal development, listening to a podcast or a motivational speaker on YouTube or an audiobook on, you know, self-improvement or self-help. Like I do work, I do research because I know that I like the feeling when I am motivated and when I am inspired. So I make sure to actually put that work in so that every day, even if I'm not motivated, I know how to inspire myself so I'm feeling more motivated. So it's it's like when I, when I do this type of work, right, usually it's first thing in the morning. Like my routine when I wake up in the morning, I press play on something, whether it's a podcast, audiobook, YouTube video, I press play because it's the best way for me to really fuel my mind before even starting my day, okay? It's, it's just like this constant reminder of how much in life I have to be grateful for. So much 
to be grateful for. Like when you really put in perspective and think about all of the abundance and opportunities that you have in your life, life just doesn't seem so hard anymore. And it just, you know, it fires me up because I know that I am the one in charge of my life and the way I feel and the way I look and the way I talk to myself and the way that I show up in the world for other people. All of these personal development audio books or podcasts or whatever, that's all just giving me that reminder every single day before I start my day. So to answer that question, I don't stay motivated. I put in a lot of freaking hard work to stay motivated and to stay inspired. It doesn't just come naturally. It's something that I'm really you know, making a priority in my life because I've seen how it affects me and I've seen how much it's helped me grow in just a few short years. So trust me, this is the type of thing that it's really easy to do, but it's really easy not to do. So that's another reason the Beautifully Built Inside and Out podcast is here because this is the perfect uh, opportunity for you to come and press play to hear something that's just going to change your state of mind first thing in the morning. It's going to put your life into perspective and it's going to remind you of all the good qualities and the good things you have going for you in your life. So I kind of answered the next question within all of that, but I always get asked, like, how do you do personal development? And personal development is really, there's so many different ways to do it. And what's important is that you find what you love, like find what lights you up. Like some people love going to church. Some people tie in with, you know, different religious communities. I find myself to be a little bit more spiritual than religious. So that's why I personally love audiobooks. I'm not a big reader. I tend to fall asleep when I read, like no matter what time of the day it is. And I just, I don't have very much time to sit down and really read a book. So that's why I love audiobooks. So if you literally go onto Amazon, you can download audiobooks through Amazon. It's called Audible and it's an app, but you buy the Audible version book and it downloads right to your phone and it's an audiobook. So seriously, go in and type in self-help or motivation or inspiration. And there's hundreds of books that are going to make such a big impact in your life. Audiobooks are like high up there on the ways that I like to do personal development. podcasts (laughs) this is a little bit newer to me podcasts you know are something that have been around forever but I wasn't really tying into until just a couple years ago YouTube like everybody has access to YouTube and it's free so YouTube type in motivation type in inspiration type in personal development personal personal growth self-belief, you know, different terms like that. Type it in. And then what I like to do is I like to get kind of lost. I'll click on one video and then you know how the recommended videos come up on the side. Then I'll click on another one and then another one. And you find your favorites. And once you find your favorites, bookmark them. Just because you listen to a video once doesn't mean you can't listen to it 50 times. If there's a video that really hits home for you, listen to it every single day. I promise it's just going to help you change your vibration, change your mindset, change the way you feel first thing when you wake up in the morning. So that's just a couple examples of how I really like to do personal development. This is a perfect transition into the next question. A lot of people ask me, what do you listen to in the gym? So personal development is a great thing to listen to in the gym. A motivating YouTube video or a podcast while you're working out is just going to fire you up. 
But I also love listening to, I'm a big hip hop person. I like reggaeton, even though I don't speak Spanish. I still like listening to it. I listen to all different things in the gym. Um, I definitely like creating playlists. If you go on SoundCloud, you can find some awesome playlists. I really like Apple Radio. So you've got to figure out what fires you up. I have plenty of friends who listen to like heavy metal to fire them up. I'm not really a heavy metal person, but I'm telling you, like if you're if you're in the gym and you have a hard workout ahead of you, put on a motivational YouTube video and see how it fires you up because it's not something that people typically choose to listen to when they're in the gym, but give it a try because it's kind of a game changer. It's just, it gives you so much motivation in your ears while you're using your body to get stronger. So give it a try. That's one of the things that I really enjoy listening to when I'm in the gym. Next question is, how did you learn how to lift weights? So this is really interesting. Um, I'm kind of self-taught, to be honest. I've had some awesome men in my life who have helped me out on this journey, but I didn't actually ever hire a personal trainer, which is kind of interesting. Um, I was always really, really resourceful, though. Just because I didn't have a personal trainer doesn't mean that I wasn't learning. I was doing a ton of research on my own. I would spend a lot of time on YouTube reading different blogs and understanding how the human body actually works. Um, this is actually another thing that like, I, I don't always admit to people because I just feel like such an idiot. But I was never scared to invest invest money, a lot of money into learning because I know what I wanted. I know how I wanted to to get my body to look. So I invested a lot of money in the National Academy of Sports Medicine personal training certification. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of NASM, but it's like one of the really, really well-known, highly recognized personal training certifications. So I invested like, I don't know, I think it was like a thousand dollars into the um, course. And it was like, you know, they sent you like all these videos and the textbook, and then you went to a live workshop and you did all of this stuff to learn. And I had never, ever intended on being a personal trainer. So I invested that thousands of dollars just to learn for myself so I could be working on my own body. And then I never, ever took the freaking exam. (laughs) So I spent all of that money just to learn for myself and then never took the exam, which is like, I'm like, wow, Melissa, you're stupid. You should have just taken the exam. But whatever. Everything happens for a reason. I'm not really the type of person that would want to be in the gym training people one on one. I like helping people online and I have so much knowledge to share, but I never actually took the stupid exam. (laughs) And to be honest, that's because I'm like an awful test taker. Tests just give me so much anxiety. I, I really struggled with dyslexia growing up, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but tests give me so much anxiety and I just never wanted to deal with that. I, you know, I didn't take the course to have anxiety. I took the course because I wanted to learn from my own personal knowledge and that's what I did. So... <laughs> So I was never scared to invest. And that's something that I see a lot of people struggling with. You know, they want to feel better. They want to look better. They want to design their body, but they're not willing to invest. And in life, sometimes you've got to make an investment to get where you want to be. So that's something for you to really pay attention to. Are you willing to actually make an investment? Because getting healthy and getting fit is not necessarily cheap. And if you have a cheap attitude about it, it's going to take you a lot longer to 
really see the results. Going into the next question, where do you get your workout clothes? <laughs> I get a lot of questions on my, my workout fashion. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I love getting dressed up to go to the gym. I know that that sounds pretty corny to some people, but I truly believe that when you feel better about the outfit that you're wearing, you just have a better workout. And I don't really know why, but it's true every single time. When I love my outfit, I just, I have more fun in the gym. And I think it's really important because you don't want things to feel uncomfortable. Like if your pants are always falling down or you're worried about your underwear showing or something doesn't fit you right, it's just going to make you that much more uncomfortable when you're actually in the weight room. So make sure you have an outfit that you feel really comfortable in. So I personally purchase a lot of my clothing from TJ Maxx and Marshalls, to be honest with you, because the price is right. You can find some great stuff and they have really cute stuff too. So it, it takes a little bit of searching, like you've got to actually spend time going through the racks, but I love TJ Maxx and Marshalls. I also have recently been rocking a lot of Athleta. It's owned by Gap Incorporated. I love their clothes. It's a higher price point though. So that's the thing. You buy it because it's going to last, but it is a little bit more pricey. If you're looking for inexpensive gym clothes that are kind of like disposable, you're going to throw away after, you know, 10 wears. <laughs> I love Forever 21. Forever 21 has like an incredible sports line. So if you haven't checked out Forever 21 yet, you really should because they have a lot of really cute stuff. Next question. Do you have any siblings? I actually don't have any siblings. I am an only child. My mom always told me that when one was this much fun, why have two? <laughs> so I'm an only child. How old are you? I am 28 years young. <laughs> I think that uh, a lot of people focus too much on their age, whatever. Age doesn't even matter. You are as old as you feel. So if you feel really great, then who cares about your age? How tall are you and how much do you weigh? I'm a shorty. I'm five, three and a half, I think. I went to the doctor fairly recently, five, three and a half. And I typically weigh, I fluctuate, everyone fluctuates, especially women. I typically weigh between like 143 and 148. So somewhere in between there, that's on average what I typically weigh. Um, I've been, my heaviest was like probably closer to 190. And when I was 190, I was all body fat, no muscle. <laughs> so I lost a bunch of weight and then I put on a bunch of weight because I gained muscle. So that's something that's important to think about. Like muscle weighs a lot more than fat. I know you've heard that before. It's very true. Muscle does weigh a lot more than fat. So if you're curious about how much muscle you have, you should definitely get um, a body evaluation. A lot of gyms will do it. They'll tell you like your lean muscle and your body fat percentage and all of that. Um, and personally, I like to track my body fat percentage and my lean muscle versus my weight because you want to see what your what that number on the scale is really composed of. So you don't want to just focus on the number on the scale, focus on like what your body's actually composed of. The next question, hmm, which one should I do next? Okay, this one's kind of cool. Do you ever get scared to get hurt? So that's a really good question that I've gotten quite a few times. And um the best way for me to answer that is to remind you that you, you attract into your life what you think about. So if you're constantly fixated and constantly thinking about like, oh my God, I'm going to get hurt. Oh my God, I'm going to get hurt. 
then what do you think's going to happen? <laughs> you, you probably will attract that into your life. You might get hurt if you're constantly worried about getting hurt. So I try not even to think about that. You know, I trust myself. I trust my judgment. I never work out without warming up. Like I always do some kind of warm up and I never jump into super heavy weightlifting without starting light. So I'll start my first set light and I'll slowly add weight, but I'd never just jump in and go really heavy. And then another thing is my nutrition is on point. I spend a lot of time focusing on how to fuel my body, like more time focusing on how to fuel my body than I do on focusing on my workouts because 80% nutrition, 20% fitness. It's so true. Like you really got to focus on your nutrition and when you're eating right and you're replenishing your body after workouts, your body's going to repair better and and that's going to avoid a lot of injury. So I guess like the main takeaway from that question is make sure that you're staying positive when you're in the gym. Don't think about getting hurt. It's just not something that you should have on your mind. Just think about getting stronger and that's what will be attracted into your life. How do you get rid of belly fat? Gosh, this is, <laughs> this is a popular question as well. Unfortunately, there's no way to spot treat. Like you can't just point to one area of your body and say, this is where I want to lose weight. It just doesn't work that way, unfortunately. When you're trying to lose your belly fat, you have to lower your overall body fat percentage. So, you know, your body fat's going to come off of your body pretty evenly. It's not, you know, you can't just target your stomach. No matter how many crunches you do, you're not going to just be burning belly fat. So it's important that if you want to lower your, your, you know, if you want a flatter stomach, you've got to lower your body fat percentage. And the best way to lower your body fat percentage is to add more lean muscle onto your body. That's really important. The next question is, why don't you do cardio? I don't do very much cardio because cardio can actually burn through muscle. We don't want that. We want to have more lean muscle. The more lean muscle that you have on your body, the more body fat your body is torching. So think of lean muscle as like the furnace that's constantly burning body fat. So when you want to be burning body fat all over your body and you focus more so on building muscle, you're going to see such different results. When you're always on the cardio machines and that's all you're doing, a lot of the times if you're at too high intensity doing your cardio, when your heart rate is too high, your body is going to be using muscle as fuel more so than fat. I know it's really hard to wrap your mind around. This took me forever to actually trust and believe because I was a cardio queen when I first got started. It was all I knew how to do. But seriously, the results for me showed up when I started focusing, focusing on weight training. Weight training, getting stronger, and not thinking about that stupid number on the scale. That's when you will see your flat stomach coming about, okay? I've also mentioned this in previous episodes, but I love yoga. Yoga is key for lengthening your core, right? We all want like the nice line down the center of our stomach with like little oblique lines coming through. 
yoga is such a great way to actually see that because in yoga, you're always working on lengthening your spine. And when you lengthen your spine, you're going to feel a little bit taller and a little bit leaner. And doing like planks and vinyasas and chaturangas and twisting and turning and all the stuff that you're doing in yoga, you're really working on that core strength. And core strength, building that muscle in your core is just going to help you torch that stubborn body fat that everybody hates. The next question is, do waist trainers work? Oh my gosh. Honestly, probably. They probably do work. If you were to go on Google right now and search like corset ladies from back in the day from like I don't even know what century, but back in the day, the, you know, the women with the really tiny little waist and the big poofy dresses, they were like tied up in corsets all the time. So yeah, they had like these little tiny waists. But ladies, think about what that's actually doing to your body, okay? You can't just want to look good. You need to focus on your overall health. If you're wearing this tight little corset all the time, you're strangling your organs. We need our organs to survive. You know, like there's a lot in your core. There's a lot of really important organs right there. So if you're constantly strangling them and wearing this waist trainer for hours upon hours, what's going to happen 10 years down the road to your organs? So it's like one of those things where like, yeah, waist trainers probably do work because you're putting so much restriction around your stomach. But think about your health. Think about your well-being, especially, you know, a lot of you have kids. A lot of you have people that you need to be healthy for. So if you're really concerned that much about having a small waist, you might want to really double check and think about your priorities because... In my opinion, wearing a waist trainer all the time is not something that's going to help you long term. It's more something that's just going to be like a quick fix, but it's kind of just ignoring the fact that you still need to put in the work. You know what I mean? So that's what it comes down to. You still need to put in the work. The only time I wear any kind of like waist trainer or something like that is like one of those sweatbands. I will wear like those sweatbands that you can put on pretty tight, but the only time that I ever do that is during cardio. Like I could never try to lift weights in one of those never mind sleep in one of those. I know, you know, I've heard some women that like try to wear them to sleep and stuff like that. And it's just, you're not gonna, your body's not gonna get its full rest if you try to restrict yourself while you're sleeping. So I don't know. I hope you, I hope that inspires you to really think twice about waist training because there's no evidence that it works amazingly well and there's no evidence that it's safe. So just something to think about. Next question. How do you meal prep? Meal prep is so key to long-lasting lifestyle results. Um, And it's really not that hard. I think that just the word meal prep is like a little bit intimidating for people. But I'm a big Pinterest person. I love Pinterest. So if you go on Pinterest and you type in meal prep ideas, there's like millions of ideas that are going to pop up for you. Um, The big thing about meal prep is that you're making really big portions so that you have enough for throughout the week. Okay, my number one tip about meal prep, after you cook, you have got to portion it out. 
Like you can't just meal prep and put everything away in the fridge. You need to take the time to take out your Tupperware, take out your food scale, measure things out and actually portion it out because then you're making fully prepared meals for yourself that are just in the fridge. You grab them when you're on the go and it makes life so much more simple. So meal prep, really all it is is cooking in larger portions and then portioning it out so your meals are easy to grab on the go. Some of the tools that I really love for meal prep is a crock pot, a rice cooker, a food scale, and then like Tupperware. I personally love getting like, you know, like sometimes you'll go to like a Chinese food restaurant and they have those black Tupperware with the clear lids. I like getting those. You can actually find those on Amazon if you type them in. Um, They're really cheap and they are reusable. So I think it's a little bit cheaper to go that way versus like regular Tupperware and they stack really nicely in the fridge. So if you make eight meals, they stack really easily and don't take up that much space in your fridge. Uh, One of my favorite things to do in the crock pot, I take chicken breasts and leave them completely plain. Like I don't even season them, no salt, pepper, anything. I just put them right into the crock pot. And as they cook slowly, it starts making its own broth. So I put it on low for like six hours or so. And it just makes shredded chicken. So the chicken breast just like breaks down and it shreds. And then that way I have a whole batch of plain shredded chicken. And then I can flavor it each meal. So if I feel like putting a little Frank's red, hot sauce on it for like some buffalo chicken or I could add like a little bit of a low sugar barbecue sauce what else sometimes I'll do like a shredded chicken parmesan sometimes I'll do like a chicken salad and I use greek yogurt as mayo and I'll put in like a few craisins and walnuts and make like a cranberry walnut chicken salad but it's just a nice tool for me to just do that huge pot of plain chicken so then you know throughout the week I can have a variety of different meals versus just getting stuck with the same meal over and over again. A rice cooker is also just such a game changer because all you do is you put the ingredients in, you turn it on and you walk away and it turns off automatically when the rice is done. You can also use the rice cooker for quinoa too. So if you haven't tried quinoa yet, it's a really great carbohydrate. It's all—it's one of the few grains that has a bunch of our essential amino acids. So it's a really awesome super grain to use instead of rice sometimes to kind of give yourself a little variety. Excuse the interruption, but after I was just talking about quinoa, I was thinking to myself, is it actually a grain? So I Googled it and it's actually not a grain. It's actually a seed. So that's new news to me. But anyway, you can use it as a carbohydrate and a good source of protein. Quinoa is amazing. If you haven't tried it yet, it's delicious. I like to cook it in a little bit of chicken broth. When I put it in the rice cooker, I cook it with chicken broth, low sodium instead of water, and it's delicious. When it comes to meal prep, a lot of people ask me, how do you not get tired of eating the same thing over and over again? So (laughs) it's true. You know, when you want to see consistent results, you got to stay consistent on your meals. If you're constantly trying to get really fancy and you're doing all kinds of fancy recipes, you probably won't see the same results as if you stick pretty basic. So I do, I eat pretty basic. I eat pretty simple foods and I know what works well for my body and I know what actually fuels my body and gives my body the most energy. So I do stick with it because I am eating to fuel my body, not just for flavor. So that's the mindset shift that I chose for my own life because I love waking up proud of myself every single day. 
you know, I stick with the same foods. I eat almost the same things every single day. And then when I have a cheat meal because I've earned it, it's that much more delicious because I don't cheat very frequently. So it's it's one of those things that's a conversation you got to have with yourself. You know, how bad do you want to see these results? And if you want to see them pretty damn bad, then you got to make some sacrifices. And I promise you, when you do earn those cheat meals, you're going to be like in food heaven because, you know, pizza tastes so much better when you don't eat pizza all the time. So just something to remember. This was so much fun, guys. I can't believe it's already been half an hour. I hope that some of these questions were questions that maybe you had previously or just thought-provoking questions for you. Maybe you learned something new, got inspired, are feeling amazing, got your personal development mindset shift in for the day. I really want to come back and do more of these episodes, but in order for me to do these episodes, I need to hear your questions. So please do not hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram and ask me any type of question you may have. I know a lot of people hold back on asking questions because in their own mind, they assume that it might be a stupid question, but there really is no such thing as a stupid question. If you have a question on your mind, I guarantee there is another listener who has the same exact question. So please don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to collect some questions over the next week or two so that I can come back with another question and answer episode. So please hit me up on Instagram. It's at a underscore healthy underscore attitude. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what your question is, and then I can feature you on the podcast. I really would love to give some of my listeners a shout out on the podcast. So if you do send me a question, let me know if it's okay for me to share your Instagram name, because I would love to share your Instagram name, because who knows if someone listening loved your question so much and wants to touch base with you, it will be awesome for them to know where to find you on Instagram. So you guys, can connect. It's so much easier in this journey of getting fit and becoming the best version of ourselves when we have people that support us. So I really want to help connect you guys. So definitely don't hesitate to reach out with a question. Let me know your Instagram so I can feature you on the podcast. And talking about community, I also want to remind you, I haven't been really promoting this very much, but I really want to remind you that we have an amazing Facebook community. If you haven't joined yet, I really hope you do because we're going to be posting a lot of stuff in there to just keep each other fired up and motivated. So the Facebook group is called You Are Beautifully Built. So you can search that right on Facebook, add yourself, and I will accept you so you can be a part of the community. And that way you can be meeting each other within that Facebook group. And if you need a little extra support or extra motivation, it's a great place to post if you want people who are going to cheer you on along this road, along this journey. So thank you guys so much for listening in today. I hope you would enjoyed it as usual and I will catch you on the next episode until next time